Shalom Aleichem. Aleichem Shalom. Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Hevenu Shalom Aleichem. What is up with this word Shalom? That we use it as hi, goodbye, peace, the closing blessing of every day's Amidah, the high point of the services of every single service of every day of the year, closes on the note of Shalom. The priestly blessing, the Berchas Kohanim, closes with the blessing for Shalom. Just what is shalom, and how are we meant to achieve it? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another Tachlis Talk podcast. And this coming week's Parsha of Chukas has within it the passing of Aharon, Aaron, the first high priest, elder brother to Moshe Rabbeinu to Moses. And with his death, we have the description of an intense mourning the Pasuk describes, the text describes that Vayivku, Kol, and the entire populace of Israel cried for 30 days with the passing of Aaron. Now contrast this with another 30-day cry. When Moshe himself dies, very closing verses of the Torah, again there's a 30-day cry, but there you do not have that word Kol, all, that gives the sense that this was a universally felt pain. The nation cried, but it wasn't each individual. Sort of like, uh, I can't say I personally remember, but I'm told when John F. Kennedy was killed and the nation went into mourning. It was a national pain, a time of national distress, but it wasn't that each individual in the nation was personally touched and was personally crying their own mourning. The nation was set back, kind of a parallel in 9-11. But with the death of Aaron, it wasn't just the nation that went into a state of mourning. Each individual cried for this loss. Why so? Rashi tips us off to the fact that with Aaron's loss, there was a sense of something missing, that people were missing something that touched him very personally, because he was the one who was the Ohev Shalom Vrodev Shalom, who loved and pursued Shalom. So what is this Shalom? So let's start with the fact that our greeting each other with Shalom comes from the fact that we find precedent in the prophets, in the book of Judges, for the concept of greeting each other in a rather fascinating manner. When Boaz, who eventually marries the new Jewess Ruth, or Rus, when Boaz greets his laborers, he proclaims, Hashem imachem, but he didn't say Hashem. He uses God's name. May God, with his primary name, be with you. He blesses them, in a sense, that God should be with you. And we mimic that when we say Shalom Aleichem because, here's a little secret, Shalom is one of God's names. Shalom really means the source of all harmony. That which is the source of everything working together in sync with each other. God, who as creator of everything, designs everything to ultimately be in sync with everything. And now science is coming to discoveries of the comparisons that between the subatomic and the massive, between the creatures that live in the depths of the sea and elements that are out there in the cosmos. We can find the shared elements and the interconnectivity. Well, God, the one creator of everything, has designed a world in which ultimately everything does work in sync with each other. And God is the ultimate provider of that harmony. Shalom, a lot more than peace, a lot more than a lack of strife and a lack of battle. 
is this sense of harmony. And we greet each other, Shalom Aleichem, we're asking that God should be with you, God is the provider of harmony, should be with you. And the commentaries explain that because if I view you as just another physical entity, then by definition there is a distance between us that can never fully be breached. But if I view you as part of this world that God has created, where we each have a God connect. And if I recognize that I am facing another person created in the image of God, that other Tzalem Elohim, well, I'm not a a physical entity disparate from this other physical entity in front of me. We are together as two entities that share that connection to Hashem, manifest in two physical forms. But it's a very different sense of that unity between us. This idea of shalom, that God says, greet this person with shalom, greet this person with my name. And okay, we're, we're timid about using God's primary name for uh, many reasons in terms of our extreme respect and awe, but we still use this minor name of God, this word shalom, because God is saying, pull me into the picture. Utilize me to create that bond between people, because in so doing, you really also are creating a bond between each of you, and me, and God, if we're at least mindful of what's happening when we say that word, shalom. This idea of shalom, of creating a harmony, an intense unity among people, was something for which Aaron was the paradigm. He created peace between neighbors, peace between colleagues, peace within the household, but more than peace in terms of lack of strife, but restoring shalom in the sense of harmony, in the sense of bliss, in the sense of the beauty of what marriage is meant to be. And the sages tell us, I believe it's in the Pirkei de Belezer, that the, by the time Aaron had died, there were thousands of children named for Aaron, named Aaron due to the fact that their families viewed the restoration of that marital bliss as a function of Aaron's involvement in their lives, and that they were naming their children in Aaron's merit and respect to Aaron. Well, with his death, the nation went into a state not just of national mourning, but of personal mourning. This individual had so impacted our lives, it so elevated our lives, it's restored the harmony, the unity, the bliss he was now missing, and that's something that they felt personally. Well, as we face this parsha of Chukas and the passing of Aaron, it behooves us to try to take the lesson of the mission in Pirkei Avos that encourages us to mimic the traits of Aaron. It teaches us that Aaron was this Ohev Shalom, Verodev Shalom. It's not just giving us a historic message about Aaron, but it's trying to inspire us to take to heart the traits of Aaron, to mimic that love of Shalom, that quest for Shalom, and the Rodev Shalom, the proactive seeking of shalom and trying to restore shalom wherever there is a lack of that shalom. But just how do we do that? Well, perhaps one great tachlis step for today would be to do something that would simply have us be mindful of a practice that we are probably doing pretty often anyway. And that would be to pay attention to just what we are doing when we use the word shalom. If we can ponder for a moment the fact that we have the license to pull God into this picture. When I'm greeting somebody, it could be a casual acquaintance, but as as casual or as light or as fleeting that acquaintance is, this person warrants my pulling God into the picture when I greet them. Well, 
That's not just a casual, distant, physical body, but another person, an image of God, another person with whom I have a God connect. And if we can be mindful of the incredible gift that God has given us of letting us use his name when we do this and recognizing this, I believe we can better appreciate each other. And if we better appreciate each other, we better appreciate the value of that connectivity with each other, then we can hopefully start on that step towards restoration of shalom, towards bringing more harmony into our interpersonal realm, bringing more harmony into our relationship as a society with God. And if we can manage doing that, we will definitely be one significant step closer to achieving our tachlis.